What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode on the Reclaim Your Power podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. We have a very special topic today, and it's all on self-love and what that truly looks like and what that truly means. So I'm super excited for you to tune in, grab a nice cup of tea or water or your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's discussion. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited today. I have a special guest and we're going to talk about something that is honestly talked about a lot, but I never really have gone in depth about it. So I'm really excited. So without further ado, Joe, if you'd like to kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, what you like doing for fun. Yeah. Um, Hi everyone. I'm Joe. I created the account the line who loves um, during COVID and during quarantine. Um, And it's all kind of centered around vulnerability um, and enjoying the human experience. Um, The reason I started it is because I had a lot of challenges growing up and at the start of college with being vulnerable and sharing my emotions and just kind of letting people in. And I definitely saw the impact that that had on not only my well-being, but the well-being of the people I was surrounded by, um, which ironically was the reason why I decided to get help in the first place. It wasn't for me. It was for other people, which Mm -hmm. goes into a whole other (laughs) angle of me and my personality. Um, But yeah, I basically just I want to share the message of vulnerability and I want people to practice vulnerability and realize that openness and experience and loving others um, is ultimately a better journey for people than mm-hmm. living in solitude or living with the idea that love is terrible and love is scary. Um, and even just kind of conquering the idea of scary things being avoided um, because scary things can also be approached and heavily influential to your entire existence. Yeah. Yeah. So I work at a coffee shop. Um, I've worked there through college. So I really love coffee. I love being around coffee Um, (laughs) and just kind of the interaction that that brings with it. I think there's a very big social dynamic with it. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. And so I like to explore that. Um, I like to write. I like to journal. I like to read a lot. Um, I kind of refer to myself as an introverted extrovert because I love my close people and I love being with people, but I also have obviously a limit. And outside of my close-knit circle, I am a little bit different to people I come off as shy and kind of like just more quiet than what you would see if I was with my close knit group of friends um yeah I love that no and I'm like the same way too because I I relate a lot of things to astrology and I'm a Gemini sun so like that's exactly how I am because my cancers are my moon's also in cancer so I'm like I look like really quiet but then like once you get to know me I like talk so much and like Mm -hmm. I just can have like an hour-long conversation with you so I love that but yeah depending on the day like I'm totally here for a conversation or other days I'm just like exactly (laughs) yeah but I just want to say I'm so excited to talk about all this and dive into this because I feel like the topic of love is really touchy because like you said a lot of people have had like very bad experiences with love and a lot of it stems from how our parents showed us like how to love and like what love Mm -hmm. like truly is And I feel like a lot of people kind of base their definition of love off of that. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, But yeah, so my first question is basically, you kind of like went into this a little bit, but what is like your story with love and self-love in general? Like what kind of like brought you into this like world of like talking about love and like showing people like what that really is? 
Yeah. Um, so basically up until my freshman year of college, I kind of just had this perception that my problems weren't really that big of a deal. Everything was very buried in me. Um, and right before college, I came out um, and I started dating a girl from my high school. Mm-hmm. And at that point, my parents and specifically my mom wasn't accepting of that. Um, I, our relationship now has grown and has become better, but initially it was very terrible and very rocky. Um, so whenever I came to college, which is obviously like a whole change in itself of everything I've ever known. I also had this weight of also being completely alone for the most part in my, in my head, I was alone. Um, And the idea of them kind of not accepting it was very out there for me. I like didn't mentally prepare myself for that. I kind of just went with it and was just like kind of hoping. (laughs) Um, So then when I came to college, I definitely, I resorted to any sort of distraction that I could have possibly had to just avoid the feelings I felt about it, to avoid the loss that I felt from it, to avoid what I thought about myself involving all of that. Um, Because when two, or when someone really influential in your life kind of up and leaves after you tell them a really big part of yourself it's hard because you're like well then I'm I did something wrong like I'm clearly in the wrong because and after a lot of self-discovery I realize I'm not and all of that but it basically started then and my whole freshman year I like I said I used substances I avoided things I didn't do well in school. I sabotaged all of my relationships. Um, I was terrible to the girl I was dating then. And I just kind of like, it wasn't until sophomore year where I kind of like woke up one day and was just like, what, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why, like, why am I choosing this every single day? Like, why am I choosing pain and sadness and frustration and everything like that over what I could actually have which was everything else um and it also had a lot to do with the fact that I couldn't tell people how I felt like if I was sad if I was anxious if I was anything like and people would ask me what was wrong I would become very hostile and I would say nothing like I'm fine Mm -hmm. um and then if it got to a point that I wasn't fine I would slam myself in my room and I would come out when it was fine, like when it was fine. And everybody would kind of just be like, so what just happened? And I would just be like, oh, it's okay. And I would almost want them to be kind of ready to move on just like I was. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like they just watched me have a whole hysterical fit almost. Um, So then I started going to therapy um, and that really helped me it helped me kind of cope with the PTSD diagnosis that I received through the trauma that I had freshman year. Um, And it helped with like the flashbacks and it helped with all of that, that I was like currently dealing with at the time. Um, And it basically, that whole journey just kind of showed me that my life was my life and my decisions were my decisions. And I deserve to have the life that I chose and that I wanted for myself. And I didn't have to cater to the expectations of who I should be, or I look this way, so I should be acting this way. And like all of those kind of social norms that were placed onto my shoulders, it was kind of like realizing that I'm, I'm Joe, I'm not what everybody wants Joe to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my kind of personal journey of just kind of realizing that like, I didn't didn't want it anymore. Like I didn't want the life that I had anymore. Like I didn't deserve that anymore. 
And I also, I mentioned this in the introduction, but it also kind of had a lot to do with my roommates at the time. Mm -hmm. I was seeing myself push them very, very far away, um, but then want to pull them so close and be like, why are you guys distant? Mm -hmm. Like I was paranoid about our relationships and our friendships and stuff like that. And then it, it dawned me, I was like, this is happening because you're shutting yourself in the room and then coming out and wanting everybody to just go along with their day. Um, so yeah, it had a lot to do with other people actually getting me into the door of therapy. But then once I went, I loved it. Um, I had the best time with it. I'm such an advocate for it. Um, I've helped multiple people sign themselves up for therapy. I've walked them through the process of that. Um, so yeah, I just kind of think in some, this whole long tangent, mm -hmm. I think that we have this one experience and yes, there are a lot of scary, unpredictable things that could happen through that experience, but that doesn't mean we should limit ourselves and that we should turn our shoulder to the beauties of life because as scary and uncomfortable as love and vulnerability can be for some people, I think it's safe to say that everybody does find that like rush of love and that like mm -hmm. excitement for love. And it's the fear of losing that that keeps people from wanting to chase that. Yeah. And as humans, I feel like we kind of want, at least for me, I want things to go the plan that I see things are gonna go. Um, right. So if I fall in love or if I love somebody, my, my old way of thinking was, okay, it's going to follow this clear pattern and it's going to end <laughs> up in this end goal. And like, that's not, that's not real love. That's rushing love and that's forcing love. And to me now, love is just kind of an everyday process. Um, it's because we only, we're right here in this day right now. So mm -hmm. I love as hard as I can and I do everything that I can. And I don't need to worry about in five years, is this going to work out? Because mm -hmm. I don't need to worry about five years from now, you know? Yeah, no. And it's like, it's like, you're still going to worry like in when mm -hmm. the five years come. So it's like, do you want to have like a double worry now? Or do you mm -hmm. want to worry about it when it comes? Not saying that like, you know, you're going to worry every moment, but no, that's like really beautiful. And thank you for sharing that too. Um, yeah. I feel like, I really like how you like pointed out about like choosing things because I think a lot of times you know like I'm a firm believer that like our souls came here into like our specific individual lives for a reason like we we have a soul contract like we chose our circumstances and as hard as that is to grasp it's it, it's like things are happening to teach you lessons it's not happening to punish you or like to bring all this pain into your life but I think like a lot of people don't realize that they're they wake up every day and they're choosing to like repeat this cycle and even if like th there's chaos swirling around you you can still choose to like have that inner peace no matter what and yeah so I really like that you brought that up and I think um like for me in my situation, I've, I've talked about this before, but I've like struggled with depression, anxiety, like the majority of my life. And I like self-harm for a number of years. And I really couldn't tell you like how long it was specifically because it just like all blurs together. Mm -hmm. um, but I really didn't have anyone. So my situation was similar, but like in the sense like I didn't even have anyone to push away in that sense so like my idea of like love was very skewed and I didn't even think about like what would it even be like to love myself like how would that change like the dynamic so yeah I definitely I definitely like the fact that you brought up like choosing like we can choose in any moment to shift and I think a lot of people are stuck in that pattern of thinking like, oh, this is endless and like this is like happening like to me and I can't stop this. But you may not be able to change like the external circumstances, but 
your external world is always mirroring your internal world. So mm-hmm. the moment that you decide to go within, your your outer reality is going to start like reflecting that. So I really like that. But and yeah, actually, the idea of like choice actually is this. That was a really transformational moment for me mm-hmm. because. So in high school, I like dated a guy and he cheated on me. So that kind of like set the precedent of like my idea of relationships and just the whole idea of being with someone. So from that relationship forward, I basically was like, okay, I was hurt. So now I'm going to hurt people. (laughs) And like, that sounds, it's terrible that like, that was my mentality, but I kind of was like, I'm going to do what's best for me. And if that involves talking to other people when I'm not supposed to, or that involves cheating on people that I like really cared about and love, like that is honestly what happened. And Mm -hmm. I, I constantly found myself like breaking up with specifically in college, but like I found myself like breaking up with my girlfriends at the time and then being like, no, 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 I want this back. I want this back. And then I would get it back and be like, no, we're done. It was like an every other week thing. And like, so like that cycle you're talking about, I was completely in. And then it was that there was, I don't even remember when it was, but there was a single moment that I was like, okay, my entire path of love is going to be this if I don't stop like I can't because I would make everyone else the problem I made everyone else into like the bad guy who did this or did that and in all reality it was me like (laughs) I was the one in this repetitive toxic pattern and I basically um after my last girlfriend before the one I'm dating now the last girlfriend that I had before my current girlfriend I basically, when I broke up with her, I was like, I'm done until I figure out what I need to figure out. Mm -hmm. And until I'm able to do this right, whatever right means, (laughs) I, I'm not, I'm not into it. I don't want it. I don't even want to be anywhere near it. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was, and up to that point, I basically was like always hopping around. So like, I would have somebody and then I'd have somebody like almost lined up (laughs) afterwards and I'm really like telling my truth here which is kind of (laughs) funny because I haven't really said a lot of this stuff out loud before Mm -hmm. but I um yeah that's how it went and so I swore it off and I was like I'm not doing it and of course as the universe does what it does it basically like planted like the best case scenario like right in my lap and it was Mm -hmm. literally because like I finally was welcome to it and accepting of it and prepared for it like the love that I currently have now would have never been possible and would have been driven completely into the ground if I would have been who I was then Mm -hmm. um and not to be the person who's like everything happens for a reason but it truly does like if I wouldn't have made that choice for myself and to be by myself and to just do what I needed to do and to answer a lot of really difficult questions about myself I would have been so neglected in the life that I'm currently living and I think that in itself is a really powerful message for me to remember like yeah that I really did this and that I was then able to kind of have that satisfaction of knowing I'm deserving of love because the way I was in relationships made me feel that I was just stuck and I wasn't gonna have a good love life and this is just what was meant for me um but it showed me that I am able to have it and I do deserve it and Mm -hmm. it is possible so I love that yeah and I think like I think the big issue for a lot of people and especially with me like when I first started like my like healing like spiritual journey is I was confused on 
where to even start like I knew there was things like I had to heal and like change but I was like I don't even know like what those things are because I was so deep in this like self-deprecation hole that I was like I don't even know like what needs to be Mm -hmm. changed and going back to like that whole idea of like your reality reflecting you that if you are wondering like okay what do I need to change just take a look at like your life take a look at your relationships because it's all a mirror for what's going on like on the inside and I really feel like that's I feel like that's where a lot of people get like stuck is like that first part of like okay well how how do I like redefine love like how do I like redefine myself so yeah that's that's awesome and my next question is like why why do you feel like love and like redefining love right now is so like crucial for like the times we're living in like right now specifically um well, specifically for, like, the world right now, we're in a very hateful place. We yeah. are in a very hostile, like, hate-driven, name-blaming, name-throwing-around kind of world. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I think love could be the full solution, but if someone just took a second to listen to somebody else... yeah. Um, I think that could go miles Um, and it's kind of like what I said about my major like there's not just one answer to why someone's not doing something or why someone Mm -hmm. is doing something there is a to z reasons why and just because you might know the first one doesn't mean that the second one isn't more important Um, so I think just kind of like understanding that everybody's human and that everybody is for the most part doing what they genuinely believe is true and real Mm -hmm. even if I don't agree with that it's it is my duty to Mm -hmm. like let them share that with me and then we can have the conversation about what I disagree with and what I agree with but I can't just turn someone off or just silence someone just because they have a different story than me especially when I want them to listen to my story um but also I think just in terms of like the age that we're at right now I think we're surrounded by people at least me like I'm surrounded by people who either believe in love and like value love and even show a lot of love towards certain people but the idea to them is still so repulsive and so scary and so like I don't want to keep saying hostile it's like love Um, is like conditional almost yeah it's just very like well why in the world would you be in a romantic relationship with someone right now and it's like I don't know like why wouldn't you like it's just kind of that thing that like I don't see any rules and regulations to when I'm supposed to be where in my life but I do believe that if something presents itself and it's something that I truly connect with and resonate with it's almost my duty to like take advantage of that and to like grasp that and to like share with others and especially share with like the universe that like I'm receptive to like what I'm getting and like I will take it not take advantage in a bad way but like take advantage of these opportunities you're handing me and not just being like no I'm scared of love I don't want love even though right in front of me is like the best opportunity that I could ever see for myself you know what I mean no I when you said like it's my duty like to do that I literally got chills because (laughs) I was actually um I'm, like, reading a little bit of Mother Teresa, like, some of her, like, teachings and the things that, like, she said, and the other day, like, I read one of her quotes, and she was basically saying that God kind of took the form of a man to teach us how to love, and she said basically that he, he took on the form of, like, 
the sick person, the person like in prison, the person like, you know, that needs help and like is mentally ill because he wanted to show us like what it what that looks like to love someone like unconditionally and I think that's so important because a lot of people love until it's not on their terms anymore like they love something or someone until it's like doesn't look like what they like perceive and especially now like there's so much like fear being projected onto us like by the government by just like you know this whole like virus situation like I'm not gonna beat around the bush like there is so much like fear being projected and it is scary obviously like in some sense but fear cannot like stand the presence of love like it just can't and that's why like all this like shit is coming up right now in our reality because there's a lot of people stepping up and like preaching about love and preaching about like loving thy neighbor like regardless of what that person is doing and mm-hmm. the other day like <laughs> I was in Walmart and where where I live and I think you're in Greensburg right now right um I'm in state college now but I know the Walmart that you're talking about yeah so the Walmart in where I live you don't it's not like um mandated to wear a mask and personally I don't agree with wearing masks um like if you're not sick but my perspective is I'm gonna respect you whether or not you wear a mask but if I go in a store and like they're not requiring me to wear one chances are like I'm not gonna wear one and basically nine times out of ten people give me like dirty looks or they'll just like shake their head and the other day like I was checking out and I was with my partner and neither of us were wearing a mask and this like um older lady was on one of those like um electric like scooter things and she came past and she just like gave us like the weirdest (laughs) look and like shook her head and I kind of like reacted and like gave her like a look back but then in my head I was like why was that my first reaction like I feel like a lot of us that is our first reaction to kind of like snap back in an egotistical way but if I would have instead even energetically like been like I love you or just like showed her love Mm -hmm. like that would have affected her and that goes a long way like just like you know throwing a pebble like in a pond like that's gonna ripple out Mm -hmm. and I think like that's so important especially right now with like all the fear that I said like is being protracted like just try it out like just try (laughs) showing someone love that you wouldn't normally show love to and like watch what happens because maybe that person is gonna see that and they're gonna be like oh that was really inspiring and then they're gonna show love like to the next person they come across and like I said it just ripples out so that's that's like the pay it forward thing right like people during the holidays like if you're in line at like a fast food or something like drive-through they usually like pay for the person behind them it's kind of like just keep it flowing Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and I think going back to um the quote I was talking about that mother Teresa said she basically was also saying that god there's a fragment of god the universe higher power like whatever you call it in each of us and when you show someone love you're ultimately showing god love and you're like you said like you're doing your duty like that is our only requirement quote unquote like as humans in this lifetime is to love like everything else is just things that we add onto our plate to do Mm -hmm. but i think like showing love to anyone and everyone is really our only duty and i think it's so hard though because like we're not taught how to love school or not taught yeah. like, what that means so that's yeah. something I wish was different I wish there was an emotional intelligence curriculum in yeah <laughs> schools yeah and it it's save so- a lot of time <laughs> no for sure and it's so funny you say that because I just well I I did an emotional intelligence master class like a few months ago but I just mm-hmm. kind of like re-recorded it and I put it up as like a class that you can watch like anytime but emotional intelligence is something like I like preach about because it's like it's a game changer like 
most people don't know like how to communicate effectively most people don't know how to listen like actually actively listen to someone and it's just like it changes like your whole like relationships like with yourself and with other people and it also changes how you love someone and how you love yourself taking a little break from the episode to tell you all about my new free class that I redid all on building emotional intelligence for a lifetime. And I'm so glad that this topic got brought up in the episode because emotional intelligence is the most important thing you can learn for yourself and you can teach to others to really help to process, understand, and release your emotions with ease. Because our emotions can teach us so much but when we don't have that clarity that emotional intelligence to really understand what they're teaching us we navigate through life very harshly there's a lot of resistance and it's hard for us to communicate our needs and wants to other people so if you're an empath or a highly sensitive person and you're ready to build a relationship with your emotions, understand your being better, and just navigate this world more easily, definitely go to the links in the episode description and check out the class. It's completely free. It's about 50 minutes and there's no strings attached. You just type a little bit of info in, click a button, and it takes you right to the class. So if you're ready to learn why and what you can do to build emotional intelligence so you have strong relationships, you have a stronger sense of yourself, and you can navigate this crazy world more easily, then definitely go register for the class. You do not want to miss it. Alrighty, back to the episode. Because when you are like emotionally in tune, you are going to be able to show empathy to other people in a way that you wouldn't be able to before. Um, And it also helps you operate in kind of a genuine manner, because I think too often people just think I need to be a constant state of happy. And if I'm Mm -hmm. not a constant state of happy, then I'm wrong. And like, in all fairness, I think my emotions go like this all day long. And like, (laughs) I know that, like, I know when I'm done, I know when I'm excited, like, I know I'm able to like, really see the like cause and effect of what I'm surrounded by and the emotion that I feel. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I was saying that I think when you're able to understand your emotions and like have conversations about your emotions, whether it's a partner or a friend or whatever, like you're also able to understand that like they're not going to be in a total state of happiness all the time. And like, they're not supposed to be either. Like it's, I think there's often a time, and I'm guilty of this too, like when my partner's upset, I'm very like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Rather than like, maybe that's just like a period of time that she needs to just be upset during, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I think just kind of understanding that part of it helps to be like easier on yourself and like easier on others and empathetic towards others because if someone's having a bad day, the first instinct is to be like how it affects you and be like, oh, this person's having a bad day. But like, then you take a second to like actually look at the situation and just kind of let them have their day rather than that day also becoming yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And like from like a customer service perspective, like I work at a coffee shop and I see a lot of people throughout the day and like there are obviously some really great customers and there are obviously some customers who give you like a hard time. Um, And that's kind of what I meant with what I said in the last sentence. Like I have the people who really bring my energy up during work. And then there's other people who I'm like, Oh, here we go. But like, Mm -hmm. they're just getting coffee. Like they don't need to change the whole dynamic of my day. And I think being more aware of my emotions, like helps that and helps me have conversations with people who in my head, my first instinct might've been like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like that is love, like being able to let yourself like feel like uncomfortable emotions Mm -hmm. without like wanting to right away, like change it or like judge yourself. 
and being able to notice when you have those little like you know thoughts pop up or like I said like when I was at Walmart and like I just kind of like gave that lady like a dirty look back like not like judging myself for that but being able to be like okay well how can I how can I do better like next time like that's Mm -hmm. love like not not beating yourself up and telling yourself like oh you're so stupid for like reacting like that like that's that's kind of like the opposite of love and I think um love is really I I heard someone say one time on a podcast I was listening to that love is the space between and for a long long time like I thought about it afterwards and I was like what does that even mean like love is the space between and I realized like he was basically saying that love is not love is like those moments where you're together with people and like you feel good but love is also being able to give people that time and space to like feel their feelings and it's like how I'm like about to cry (laughs) like no in a good way like just what you're saying is very like powerful no go ahead cry I'm here (laughs) for it um this is a safe space for sure but yeah like I just feel like be like I honestly one of the reasons I know that like the relationship I'm in is like a lot different than other relationships I have been in is in the past is because I asked myself before like how would I how would I be if we weren't together like how how would I emotionally be like would I be okay with that and like the old me would have said no like I would have been an emotional wreck but now I can confidently say that I would still be me like I would still be at peace like not saying like I wouldn't be upset like if we were to like break up or like separate but I would still be able to like go on with my life and I think like that is like the essence of love is like it really is the space between your relationships and Mm -hmm. it's it's the space in your relationships and in the space between so when I heard that I was like that definitely made me like think and it changed my perspective because I think a lot of times like we expect love from people and but we're not willing to kind of like look at what what we're giving to the other person but what we're also like allowing them to be because everyone is their own person and like we're saying like there people are allowed to like have bad days and have like feel uncomfortable emotions because another thing like I always preach about is there's no such thing as a negative and positive emotion like it just doesn't exist and Mm -hmm. I think like that's a big reason why people don't want to feel their feelings is because they have this idea that like there's a category of good emotions and there's a category of bad and if I'm feeling this category of bad then like I'm doing it wrong like I'm living wrong but Mm -hmm. you're just human like you're not doing anything wrong you're just like living the human experience and I think when we start to view emotions as neutral and not having like a negative or positive charge that's when we can show ourselves that love to like actually feel so and I think the um the emotions that people generally associate with as negative those are just as uplifting and powerful as the Mm -hmm. quote-unquote positive emotions because the deepest sadness I've ever felt I also took that and became the most powerful I've ever been and like the most terrified I've ever been in terms of like love specifically like then turned into like the most beautiful thing I've ever had you know what I mean so like yeah this idea that like there's positive and negative emotions kind of is it's just not proven because like the the positive comes from the negative like they're just Mm -hmm. working together like yeah um but when you said that quote um I think we kind of interpreted it differently Mm -hmm. I I took it as like love isn't just the good parts and like love isn't just the like highs um because I don't know this year there was a lot of different experiences that happened but I kind of came to the conclusion at one point that like I don't want someone in my life who's only around for the good parts because 
yes, I hope my life is filled with good parts and my life has already been filled with good parts, but like, there's also going to be some hardships and some turmoil and some really just natural things that happen in life. And the people who love me, I don't want to only love me when I'm happy or successful or thriving. Like I want people to love me when I'm down and when I'm unsuccessful and when I'm questioning myself. Um, And I think that's really where you see who truly loves you because they don't see you any differently in those circumstances. Um, They see you as you and they accept you as you and they're cheering for your good days. And they're also like holding you during your bad days. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how I interpreted that quote. Like the in between is in between the highs. Right. Yeah, no, when I heard that, I was like, that's honestly makes so much sense (laughs) because like, like I said, like the relationship I'm in now, like I know, I know it's, it's solid because it is that like, I, I, like you said, like I have very extreme like mood swings sometimes and my mood can change like literally in an instant. And the fact that like the people in my life now are willing to like work with me with that and they're willing to like communicate with me and ask me like what do I need because sometimes like I don't want to talk like sometimes I just want to sit there and like cry and just have someone else there to sit with me but sometimes Mm -hmm. like I do want to like get things off my chest and I want to like you know go outside and kind of like change my vibration or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like, you, you don't know what someone wants until you ask them. So if you're like, well, I don't know how to like show someone love when they're in those like really like even like scary, like low places. It's like, ask them like when, when they're not obviously in that space, like ask them like, how would you like me to help you? Like when you're like feeling like that, because that is like, that is a very strong form of love is asking someone that and also asking yourself that like asking yourself like how can I like kind of show up for myself in in those moments so that's really powerful um so I have a few more questions for you and before we like hopped on this interview I looked up like what Google defines like love as like self-love and they define it as a regard for one's own well-being and happiness, which I think is like, it's definitely one aspect of it for sure. But I was curious to know, like what your definition and your own words of self-love is. Um, I think self-love is choosing yourself and choosing what suits you without as any hesitation. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that specifically for me, like I said, whenever I came to college, that whole situation happened and I was very down on myself and I was very like, I have to change. I have to like go back to my old ways. Like I'm not doing things right. And then, but the thought never came to my head of like, maybe somebody else is doing things wrong. Like I instantly just told myself that like what I chose and what I wanted and who I am was wrong. But like, I think in that situation, I'm obviously right. And like all of that. So I think knowing knowing yourself enough to be able to choose yourself when everything is stacked against you would be my definition of self-love because it's very hard to choose yourself sometimes. And it's very hard to like either put other people or put, opportunities aside for yourself but at the end of the day like that's who you have to answer to you have to be the one who looks yourself in the mirror every day um, and you have to be the one who's willing to do the hard things Um, and it's kind of ironic because I have a little issue with self-discipline as I'm saying this (laughs) so yeah. that's something like that I'm trying to work through now um because the of mirror, this reason like I was saying yeah <laughs> because of this reason that like I know I'm capable of things I know I want to do things 
but there's still that little block in my head that's just like don't do it <laughs> you can do it later um but I know that that's something that's truly important to me is to just kind of like be certain enough to choose me right because yeah mm -hmm. no I think that's a really good definition and I think there's so many forms of self-love so I I don't know like people ask me like what I think self-love is and it's a lot of things like self-love is like discipline it is like setting boundaries it is like having non-judgment towards yourself like it's all of those things like combined but I really think like the essence of it is being able to choose yourself every time no matter what um and obviously like you know being there for other people is a really big aspect of love but it's if you are like in a really low place and someone comes to you for advice and for help you should be able to tell them like I can't be there for you like I would want to right now and be okay with that and that is like you are showing them love and you're also showing yourself love because why would you want to be there for someone and kind of like put put your energy on them if it's not where you like want to be specifically to be able to help them and I work with a lot of empaths and highly sensitive people and I'm an empath myself and like that's a huge thing yeah is <laughs> setting boundaries like it's huge like in that that's like the one big lesson that empaths have to learn like in our individual lives is how to set boundaries and choose ourselves and that's a huge form of self-love is being able to say no when you know something intuitively isn't right for you. And I'm telling you guys, like when I started setting boundaries in my life, things started to shift dramatically. Like, yes, people like fell out of my life. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I literally have maybe like three friends that I actually like hang out with and see in person I do have a lot of like internet friends as well but people are going to fall away from your life when you start setting your boundaries because they are no longer like like I said before like their love is conditional like they're no longer like seeing you like how they want to see you and you know it's almost, but like I said, like you're showing them love by setting that boundary and like setting them free in a way because you're giving them the opportunity to mm -hmm. discover boundaries for themselves and to discover the people that are actually supposed to be in their life, like at that point. So that's really, really important. But yeah, my next question is, and we were kind of talking about this before, but why do you, like, why do you think it is hard for people to kind of love themselves and put themselves first like what is like what is the huge thing behind that because like a lot of people say like it's so hard but like why is it so hard like does it have to do with like childhood experiences like what what is it so personally I think there's this misconception with the whole self-love journey that you open a book and the next day things are great you're smooth sailing and you know all the skills um but from my own experience, I, I learned that opening that book opens an entire thesaurus of books. <laughs> um, and I think that's the scariest thing is because so many people are used to not dealing with their stuff and not dealing with their thoughts or their feelings. And for the majority of their human experience, it's been how can I suppress this? How can I disguise this? How can I, how can I just pretend that this isn't happening? Um, and to actually make that conscious decision of, I'm going to admit that this is happening and I'm going to admit that this is how I feel. That's a big switch. Like, mm -hmm. and for me, like it didn't happen until I was 19 years old. So for 19 years of my life, I lived a certain way and I acted a certain way and I behaved a certain way. My brain was wired a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then one day I just tell it, hey, we're going to think differently now. Like, I want to do things differently. And I almost expected that to just instantly happen mm -hmm. without realizing that, like, these 
connections in my brain, <laughs> like the way I physically function can't be rewired after 19 years in one day. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big, a big thing is that once people start and they open that door um, and kind of start to see that like, yes, there's reward. Yes, there's satisfaction. Yes, there's so much light in all of this, in all of this realization you are still like asking yourself some really tough questions that you've been avoiding for a long time. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why people kind of stray away from that. Um, and I also think that people don't necessarily even see themselves as deserving of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like too often people are just satisfied with how things are and that they're just, they're obviously used to the way things are. So they're just going to continue that. And not that they don't see a problem with it, but they just kind of like think that that's what they're deserving of. And that's what they, that's the best that it could be for them. And I think the biggest switch in people who choose that path first, who choose the self-love path, is realizing like, what am I deserving of? Like, am I deserving of love or am I deserving of running away from love and running away from intimacy? And then even just asking yourself why? Like, I think the why question has a lot of power because it's actually answering the question and it's actually Mm -hmm. forcing you to think deeper about a situation Because yeah, you can like make jokes and you can just be like, oh yeah, like I don't, love sucks. Like I don't love love. But then if someone came at you and was like, okay, well why? Like that's when they would get quiet. And that's when they would just kind of be like, oh, I don't like, I don't know. Like it just is weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like actually asking that question kind of, you can see in people's faces that like they haven't even asked themselves that yet or they haven't even, or when they do ask themselves that question, it does make them uncomfortable. Um, so I think one of the ways to like combat that is to obviously ask yourself what you're deserving of, like what life and what path are you deserving of? And if it isn't a journey of self-love, I think it's important to ask like, why, why do you think you're deserving of just that? Like why, why is your minimum your maximum potential in your head kind of Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I just think that like I'm once I started like my journey of like self-love I I realized that like my potential is infinite Mm -hmm. it's whatever I keep doing it's whatever I keep becoming it's whatever I just keep striving for but I think when you're not in that place you're limited and you you're in the box and you have everything you need to survive and to succeed but I think actually reaching your potential and striving your for your potential is the second you become uncomfortable and is the second that you ask yourself the challenging questions because reaching your potential isn't your bare minimums effort like your effort really puts you to your potential and I think effort can obviously be um directed in the self-love like area and yeah I just think that people need to see themselves as worthy of more rather than just Mm -hmm worth being in the little box that they might be in no that's super powerful and I love it did did you say why is your minimum your maximum in your head is that what you said yeah like why is your minimum why is your minimum your maximum potential I love I literally love that so much because I feel (laughs) like I feel like we have an idea like a lot of us like you know, like, we want to, like, bring things into our lives and, like, be, like, have a career, like, be successful in a certain way, but, like, 
imagine like what your highest potential is right now and then just times that by 10 and then times that by 10 and like keep going and that's literally like what is going on like in this reality like any possible outcome that you could think of there's a version of you doing that like in a different Mm -hmm. reality you're just not energetically aligned with that but if you were to understand that like I am deserving of that then you would automatically be aligning with that reality and even if it doesn't show up as your reality at first the universe has no choice but to Mm -hmm. recalibrate because your energy is different and I really like what you said about like self-love not being like an overnight thing because I like a lot of my audience are like people who are like in the spiritual community and like on their spiritual path and I talk a lot about like spiritual topics and that's like the biggest thing is spirituality is not linear like healing is not linear and it's going to look very different for everyone and I think like that's what strays a lot of people away from it because they have this idea of like what it is and then when they finally get into it it's like oh this is not what I'm expecting and Mm -hmm. I think that's really really important um so one of my last questions is what are like your own self-love practices like what do you do daily to kind of like bring that energy into your life um so well for what I do weekly I still um go to therapy once a week so that's kind of like that's my ultimate gift to myself I would say is I give myself one hour once a week to really investigate myself and to really dive into myself um I'm very I'm very scared of being someone who's just like okay with whatever's happening like I love growing. I love learning about myself. I love discovering. Um, so any second or any chance that I have an opportunity to do that, I do. Um, I love writing and I love like journaling. Um, I do. I Yesterday, I just did a writing workshop at the place that I work and it was just it was very inspiring to like share I saw that yeah <laughs> yeah to share like my own prompts and stuff with people um and those prompts are something that I personally do I love I always start off with the two questions who am I and what do I want mm-hmm. um so just really like understanding myself and understanding like who I am on a day-to-day basis because one day could be completely different from the next Mm -hmm. um also allowing myself like some quiet I know that I'm someone who like I said I love the people I'm around but there are moments where like I need quiet and I need to just kind of like have kind of like my head being the only noise at that Mm -hmm. moment um I'm a very I'm a sponge to my environment um it's something that I work really hard to not be but especially in the term of like grace and just kind of like ease on myself I'm someone who focuses on the one thing I did wrong even if Mm -hmm. I did a thousand things right so (laughs) so giving myself credit when credit's due Mm. um is definitely something that I do I write gratitude journals in the morning um I like to do that and just kind of like be aware of who I have in my life and what I have in my life and what I'm doing for myself in my life Um, I think everything that I'm doing personally with my blog has been its own self-love journey. Um, I have a hard, I had a hard time realizing that I was capable of creating a really successful future and life for myself. Um, So just actually like accomplishing that platform and accomplishing all of the little side things that I'm doing on top of that like this podcast even Mm -hmm. like all of these little things are just a little pat on my back to show me that like 
I am taking steps in a future that I want for myself and in a future that I'm capable of providing for myself. Um, so that's been like really rewarding. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I've, I've read a couple of your blog posts and I like, it's just like, I feel like the way you write, like I just get like consumed in it, like in a good way, not in thank a bad you. way. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, and I love writing too. Like I, I go through journals like that because like I literally write so much and I, I do like, I write poems like sometimes too, but I think that's a really good way to start like discovering like what love truly means to you is journaling and kind of asking yourself those questions because yes, like going to get your hair done and like buying yourself new clothes and like, you know, getting your nails done or whatever and taking a bath, like that's a form of self-love, but the real like breakthroughs come when you do like when you do ask yourself those really deep like uncomfortable questions when you go inward and you give yourself permission to like feel these uncomfortable things and I think like when you said like when you started like your blog and everything and like you realize like you are capable of creating like a successful life for yourself like being authentic and like sharing your light in the way that you want to share it like that is another huge form of self-love and I think like you in a way are almost dishonoring yourself when you are playing it small when you're doing things Mm -hmm. that you know just doesn't like fuel your soul and not saying like go and quit your job right now or anything but like there's definitely ways that you can still do what you're passionate about, even if you kind of are like in like stuck between a rock and a hard place right now, because I know like it's difficult to do a lot of things right now with everything going on. Um, But, you know, it's just allowing yourself to be authentic. And I think that's like a huge form of self-love. But yeah, I love all that. Um, My last Mm -hmm. question, and it's something that I ask like all of the people that I have on my podcast is what is your happy place? How would you describe it? Um, so my happy place is honestly probably sitting on the couch with my partner, watching a show or a movie, um, and just kind of being quiet and just kind of like being in each other's presence. Um, I would say that that's probably like my happiest place. Um, And then also where I work, um, the coffee shop, that's like a very comforting environment for me to be in and just kind of like go about my business and do the little tasks at work and just make all the drinks. It's a very calm place to just um yeah to just be and exist and I'm with like-minded people in that environment so it's probably those two places I love that every time I ask people that question it's so funny because it's literally people answer with like the simplest things like you how you just answered and it's just always like blows my mind because I think a lot of people like just like think that their happy place is something like really like exotic and like elaborate which like it can be but it just goes to show that like you can feel at home like in just the simplest things like literally just like playing with your pets or like you know you said like sitting and watching a movie like with your partner like that can be a place of home first for you so yeah I love that for sure (laughs) I find I do find home in a lot like in people more than I think in like the physical object of a home yeah no absolutely well I think that's all the questions I had I feel like we covered a lot I really appreciate you like sharing your story and everything and taking the time out to like have this conversation with me it definitely made me think about a lot there's definitely some Mm -hmm. things I'm gonna be um asking myself after this but yeah I would love to hear about that after the fact yeah about what you're thinking 
Awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And for anyone listening that wants to get in contact with Joe, I will put all her links down below for her blog and her Instagram so you can check her out if you resonate with her. But yeah, thank you for everyone listening. And thank you, Joe. It was awesome. How amazing was that discussion? Like, I truly feel like Joe beautifully described and laid out what self-love truly is and how we can begin to bring that into our life. So I hope this changed your perspective. I hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for your energy and for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave a review and a rating and share with a family member or friend. And don't forget to go ahead and register for my free class on building emotional intelligence for a lifetime. So thank you again and keep fueling the vibe.